what's the best thing about working with Sage? The best thing about working with Sage? Mm -hmm. We're like an old married couple. It's like, you really it's, are. yeah, the best thing about working with Sage is like, we've had all the awful fights that we're, I feel like we need to have. We've got it like, it's like, uh, when you, you know, first you're dating for a while and then you get married for like a year or two. Those are the times when you're like fighting all the time. Cause it's like, well, I did. And then, oh, I was just mad cause I wanted to see, like you have to mm -hmm. go through the tumultuous times. <laughs> but me and Francis have been through like literally to hell and back from hell mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, uh, so, you know, like, there's no, there's no undiscovered country of rage. <laughs> it's all, it's all, like, on the table. You already hashed it out. Yeah, yeah, so to, to, like, be working with someone like that, um, it's, it's simple. It's as simple as working with your brother, you know, because that's, like, who the dude is to me. So, mm -hmm. it's just, like, I, we, I never, we never have to, like, guess at each other's motives. It's just, like, well, you know. He, I might disagree with him, and he might disagree with me, but we know why that's happening. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a family business. That's, that's the best thing about working with Sage. Is there one story that you can tell that defines your relationship in particular with him? I know there's lots. Yeah, there's so many. Well, there's highs and lows. Like, if I pick a low, it's going to seem like... Oh, that's a, that's a, you know, like, oh man, that's what they're, that defined their relationship. But then if I pick a high, that, that wouldn't quite encapsulate it either. Here's a story. We were, we played uh, in a French town, a really weird French town. It was a good show, but it was a show where no one spoke English, like a word of English. And our rap is very lyrical. <laughs> and so it's a really strange feeling to be trying to communicate that much and to be in a room full of people who are looking at you and nodding their heads to the beat, but like you, like, know yeah, in the breaks in between, like you tell a joke and you hear like one guy laugh because that's how many people <laughs> that's, understand, uh, understand what the fuck you're even talking about. Uh, and so we left that, that was a weird show in a weird town, sleepy little French town. They take us to our hotel and in a lot of those French towns, they, your hotel has no night clerk. It's just like you have a key and then you put that shit in when it's time to get in, especially if it's 3 a.m. Yeah. And there's no one there. So somehow our key had magnetized, so we couldn't get into this hotel. And we're both like very tired, very grumpy, very American. We'd been eating bread and cheese for... Two, two weeks because we're in France. Yeah. Why about that? Yeah, yeah. First, first world <laughs> yeah. problems. Yeah. 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 We got we got like four hours to sleep and then we need to like catch a train mm -hmm. and we can't get into our hotel where our stuff. Is. So we he's trying to get the promoter on the phone. We're both just circling the building. I'm picking up handfuls of rocks and just throwing <laughs> them at at windows of the hotel. And uh, and eventually we woke someone up, but who we woke up with is grumpy French asshole who came out the window and went shh shh. This is a quiet place. This is a quiet and it, like my absolute rage in that moment of like you motherfucker like and I I was I was yelling at him. I was like I'm gonna come in this building and I'm gonna murder you. Like and then like and then, and then me and Prince were just like both fighting with a French man at, at four a.m. And then another dude opened a window. He understood us better, came down, let us in the building, and we got in. I feel like that encapsulates. Yeah. Yeah, the hotel is the music industry. Okay. <laughs> that was the metaphor for the music business. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We're, we're coming in one way or another, and we're going to fucking That's murder right. you. <laughs> well, yeah, if they don't open the door, right? <laughs> Break a window. It'd be better for you to just right? open the door. <laughs> yeah that's true alright so here's a tough question all right. who are your top five MCs of all time
Oh, dirty bastard. Man. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. Uh, Chuck D. Uh, I'm at three. I got two three. more. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Two more. Andre, 3,000. Mm. Uh, and Tupac. There we go. That's a good list. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a respectable list. Yeah. Definitely. I had to make my way around the elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a respectable there's, list. There's a lot that goes into a good MC. Mm-hmm. What defines a good MC for you? I mean, it's, it's you know, like that list of five is kind of like me feeling my way around what what the job is. <laughs> you know, like Tupac, not the most like lyrical, miracle, technical dude, but he had like all the feeling, he had all the emotion and ability to communicate. And Andre, Andre, I was, I was thinking about the South and like, you know, like, Southern emceeing, even though Andre's not, he's kind of a weird mutant, mm -hmm. you know, but but at that point in the list, I was getting desperate. I, I, mm -hmm. I had a lot of things I needed to get in. Chuck D just taught me and, a, a, like, a, probably a whole generation of people to be political and think political. Yeah. And, uh, like, two years ago, I went to this press conference. They're like, do you want to come to this press conference with Public Enemy? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, and it was at the Grammy Museum, yeah. which you know how straw, <laughs> yeah. passionate yeah, he is yeah. about that. Of course, yeah. he didn't, yeah. you know, miss the opportunity to say, like, well, we boycotted the Grammys yeah, yeah, for yeah. several years. Yeah. Because, Still should, man. Yeah. Even with Kendrick. Kendrick. Kendrick, Kendrick is too little, too late, as far as I'm concerned. And like the Grammys have been treating hip hop like shit for since, since the jump. Like, mm -hmm. and that includes up to last year when they gave Macklemore a Grammy over Good Kid, Mad City. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm, I, I don't, you know, like. And so now, and like the the outcry after that, it's the same thing that we'll probably have with the Oscars next year. It's like, well, yeah, you fucked up so bad that okay, now you owe motherfuckers an award. <laughs> you know, like, you know, if I was Kendrick, I might not have shown up to collect that shit. Like, fuck the Grammys. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch the Grammys anymore or think about them.